If you think dogs are man's best friend, I've got the proof for you coming up next. The Daily Detour. Headlines and entertainment on your schedule. Featuring music by our house band, Quickie. And now, your host, Dan Roberts. Welcome into The Daily Detour. I hope uh, today finds you well. On today's show, more of my conversation with brilliant improvisational comedian Ian Begg. By the way, Ian hosts a great little game show. Uh, I've had the privilege of being on a couple of times You'll find it on Facebook. You'll find it on Twitch. I think you'll find it on YouTube as well. It's Around the Bag, B-A-G-G. And typically, he's got uh, three contestants answering questions. He assigns points somewhat randomly because it's not really about who wins or loses. It's more about, you know, having fun and uh, sharing some laughs. So Ian Bag Part 2 coming your way. Also, a return appearance of Dr. Ouchie on today's show. I'm told. We begin, though, in Turkey, where a man was admitted to the hospital on January 14th, and the man's dog, named Bonjuk, followed the ambulance that transported her owner to the hospital. The dog waited outside for his return for days. The man's daughter said she would take Bonjuk home, but then the dog would run off again and return to the hospital. She knew how to get to the hospital. Which is amazing to me. Uh, These animals are so smart. A security guard said she comes every day around 9 a.m., so also very punctual, Bonjuk is, uh, and waits until nightfall. She doesn't go in. She's just waiting for her her person to come back out. Well, on Wednesday of last week, Bonjuk finally got her wish. She was reunited with her favorite person in the whole world. My favorite person in the whole world. Do you know you're my favorite person? (laughs) He was pushed outside uh, for a wheelchair visit with Bonchuk, very briefly, a little petting session. And he said, she's very used to me, and I miss her too, constantly. But today, if you went to that hospital, you would not see Bonchuk waiting outside. And I'm so tempted to make a bad joke right here. But the reason you won't find her there is she's back at home with her guy, cuddling, petting, playing fetch with the ball, returning it, all covered with spit. And swapping stories about uh, their heartwarming adventure. Pretty cool. I like stories like that. If you haven't seen it, I've got a movie uh, for you here. Very similar to that. It's called Hachi, A Dog's Tale. And Richard Gere is in it. And I don't know if it's a 10 as far as movies go, but it's a nice, it's a nice little tale based on a true story. And it looks like Stars has cornered the market on the Hachi movie right now. So you can see it there if you have a subscription. You can also rent it from Vudu and possibly some other platforms for around three bucks. But I will warn you, if you have a heart at all, it will make you cry. True story. I mean, I didn't cry, but I think you'll you'll weep like a baby. I'm made of stone. How about a COVID update? That's always fun, uh, but it is important. It seems like we're talking about it constantly, and yet learning no more than we knew before we started listening to the chatter. So here are some things that I picked up uh, over the last 24 hours I thought I would share with you because maybe you haven't heard. And I wish it was better news. Uh, The UK strain of COVID has arrived here in the US. It's uh, been found in Nevada. And previously on this podcast, I told you this version of the virus uh, spreads more quickly, but was no deadlier than the strain that has claimed over 400,000 American lives. And at the time, that was thought to be true. Ah, it might be easier to catch it, but it's, you know, the symptoms and everything, it's just all the same. Well, 
Now they no longer believe that to be true. Uh, Based on reports out of Britain, Prime Minister Boris Johnson warned on Friday that it actually may be around 30% more deadly than previous versions of the disease. And I heard Dr. Fauci talking about it yesterday, and I know he'll be studying the data watching that data closely along with the CDC to see if that is true. But right now, that's about as official as it gets. So, you know, keep wearing that mask. Maybe wear two masks. I don't know how much it will help, but it can't hurt. We'll talk to Dr. Auchi about that in just a moment. Uh, Another mutation of the virus, first noticed in Brazil, has also popped up in the U.S. in Minnesota. Completely different strain from the others. Also spreads rapidly, but that's all I know about it. That's all I can report at this time. So we've got the original, we've got the UK version, we've got the Brazil version, we've got the South Africa version, and that seems like enough. Seems like we've got more virus than we need right now. Jeez. And uh, the vaccine arrived about a month ago, but you couldn't tell from anyone talking about receiving it, which I think seems to be the case across the country. Everyone's disappointed with the availability of the vaccine. Well, if things go as planned this week, uh, it's finally happening for long-term care facility residents and person 75 years and older, but you do need an appointment. You can't just show up, at least where I live in Washington State, in Spokane, Washington, where they've taken over our big concert arena. But that's good news. So if you're lucky enough to have received your first of two COVID vaccination shots, you may be wondering, does my second shot need to be from the same company? And the answer is yes. If you started with Pfizer, stick with Pfizer. If you began with Moderna, finish up with Moderna. If you got your vaccine from some shady character named Floyd in your neighborhood, I would say maybe go get checked out by a doctor. That discoloring there on your on your arm doesn't look good. Do not get a second shot from Floyd. But yeah, you want the identical company's shot for both shots. If for some reason a second dose of your vaccine is not available and you're panicked about it, experts say a mismatched dose is better than bailing on it and only getting half of the uh, vaccination. But definitely have your goal to be get you know, the Pfizer vaccine one and two or Moderna vaccine one and two. In other words, get samesies. Samesies, I like that. I might steal that then. Dr. Ouchie, we've been expecting you. Oh yeah, sorry about that. I got hung up on the way here. Oh, is traffic bad? Uh, People are always stopping me for selfies and autographs, death threats. Yeah, that's horrible. That's not right, Dr. Ouchie. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. People should not be stopping you for selfies. Also, the death threat thing, very bad. Thank you, I appreciate that. Now, I mentioned just a second ago, there's a bunch of variants of this virus. So the question is, will the current vaccine be good enough to deal with it? You know, we're not certain. We're not certain about the vaccine's efficacy. Pardon? The efficacy. Do you mean efficacy? Hey, watch your mouth. There might be some ladies listening. You know what? It's okay. They've heard worse on this podcast. So with all this uncertainty, what can we do to protect ourselves? You know, I heard you say double masking. That's a good idea. Triple mask if you can. In fact, wherever there's an opening on your body, that's where I'd put a mask. Really? You're serious? Oh, yes. Wrap yourself up like a mummy. A mummy? Yeah, a mummy. Not only will this protect you from germs that might be in the air, but people will also stay six feet away from you wherever you go. Yeah, I imagine they would. Uh, I have noticed a change in uh, attitude, change in mood for you, Dr. Ouchie, uh, since the new administration has arrived. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you seem to have a a little extra spring in your step. Oh, I do. It's my orthopedic springs. Orthopedic springs, really? Yes, which is also the name of a new uh, geriatric vacation resort that I'm investing in. Orthopedic Springs. Well, all right. Good luck with that. Speaking of geriatric, uh, President Joe Biden is our oldest president ever. 
I know. We just sold him a timeshare at Orthopedic Springs. Oh, really? Well, no wonder she like uh, President Biden so much. Oh, he's a treasure. Right. So are you worried about him at all? No, because like any treasure you might find at the White House, he is well protected. Y- yeah, by the Secret Service. No, no, we've got him in a dustproof display case. No coronavirus going in or out of that thing, and an alarm goes off if he gets out. Well, now that is just absurd, sir. Well, going back to the mummy reference, it might seem ridiculous, but it doesn't mean it doesn't work. Oh, there it goes now. I gotta, I gotta go. Sorry, I gotta scram, Dan. Thank you very much, Dr. Ouchie. Been a while since we've heard from him. And that brings us to headline news. Headlines and punchlines. The House delivered to the Senate articles of impeachment against former President Donald J. Trump yesterday. The Senate was a little disappointed as they thought they were getting pizza delivered. Not articles of impeachment. All right. Moving along. The first dogs, Champ and Major, have arrived in the White House. After puppy-proofing the first family's living space, That's right, the staff were ready for those doggies. Uh, Even though the previous administration didn't have any pets, they still became accustomed to dealing with a lot of crap. Here's a weird story out of Florida, which is pretty redundant to say. A naked man in Florida stole a marked police vehicle and crashed it in a wooded area. The man was arrested on charges including theft of a motor vehicle while naked. Aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer while naked. Depriving an officer of means of communication or protection while naked. And resisting an officer while naked. I have some questions. How did this go so far? I don't know if the cop was afraid of the naked dude's wee-wee, or maybe he was attracted to it. I don't know. How How do you get close enough to steal his uh, communications device? It sounds like he lifted his walkie-talkie or something. Or maybe they're just talking about the, the CB in the car. I don't know. It's very weird. A lot of questions there, which I'm sure the officer is uh, answering right now to his superiors. So ask yourself, is it wee-wee-phobia or wee-wee-wee-wee? I don't know. We'll leave that there. It's time for Hollyweird News. Budweiser is joining the ranks of advertisers who won't be spending money on Super Bowl ads this year. Rolling the dice there, guys, that people will still remember your name once the game is over. I shouldn't make fun. They're actually doing a good thing here. Donating a chunk of their advertising budget to the Ad Council's efforts to raise public awareness about the COVID-19 vaccine. Did I read that right? There's a vaccine? Did you know about this? I'd heard rumors. I haven't seen anything yet. Miley Cyrus is set to perform at the Super Bowl, playing an inaugural pregame TikTok tailgate concert to an audience of 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers. I like that. That's nice. Unfortunately, almost immediately after that, there will be a ton of copycat concerts because, you know, it is TikTok. And this is kind of funny or sad or both. I don't know. Billie Eilish uh, says she grew up poor, but is now nouveau riche, which is a fancy word I'm using just in case my high school social studies teacher is listening. It means she's newly rich. Point of that being, uh, she grew up without a lot of things that you and I might take for granted, but now... She could splurge. She can get these things, but she had no idea how much things cost until now. She says she feels kind of stupid because she's like, I don't know how much Fruit Loops are. She goes on, I tried to order one box of Fruit Loops and I was like, oh yeah, sure. It's $35. That makes sense. That wasn't a red flag for her. She didn't know that $35 is kind of expensive for a box of Fruit Loops. Fortunately for her, she got more than one box uh, when her shipment arrived. It was actually 70 boxes of Fruit Loops. (laughs) 
which sounds like a steal at $35, but what she actually got was 70 of the mini Fruit Loops boxes. So I guess that's good. I don't know. I guess I don't know how much Fruit Loops cost. The real lesson here is before you click the purchase button, check your cart. Make sure you're buying what you think you are. We've all been there. Maybe you're bleary-eyed, you know, shopping late at night. Uh, Maybe you've been drinking a glass of wine and decided to do some online shopping. Or, you know, you're doing cocaine with a mascot who keeps asking you to follow their nose. We've all been there. Wait a minute. According to Snopes, I've never done that. Uh, The last one about the cocaine. Never done that. Never will. Finally, I don't even have a joke for this. I just think this is funny. I'll let let Ryan Reynolds tell the joke here. Uh, Someone posted a picture of him on Sesame Street from a few years back with his face in a big foam A. He was helping uh, the Sesame Street gang inform kids about the alphabet, right? Uh, So someone posted that and wrote to Ryan, it's a delight for both me and the kiddo. So Ryan Reynolds responds, I remember how challenging it was to sing because the A hole was so tight. But I pushed through because kids all over the country were counting on me. That's funny. That's not kid-friendly, but that's funny. And your kids shouldn't be on Twitter anyway. It's a cesspool of nonsense. I think that the show's gone pretty well so far today. Don't know what you think, but it's about to get even better. Comedian Ian Begg. This is from my ZZU interview archive. I look forward to seeing what um, we're like afterwards as, as a society, whether we forget about it right away or if we decide to uh, say never forget after this and start cleaning things. I would like to see it. I, I What's been really great, I think that there's been a, some positive stuff, which is, you know, I'm in my basement right now talking to you. That's a positive. Uh, it is a positive <laughs> and using something that I hadn't used prior to like a week ago to get uh-huh. it done. And my company, and I've always had a home studio, but you know, never had the ability to to broadcast from my home before and do some of my yeah. other stuff. And so, you know, I mean, to me, I feel like, yeah, once this is done, if I have a bad cold, might be getting worse. But like, why wouldn't I do my, everything from here? Why well, would I go that, in and, and infect other people at the office? It, it, not even that. Like the fact that you can do it from home makes it more comfortable. If it's not a live show, you don't need to go into the studio. Like you can, you can, and maybe maybe you cut that down a little bit throughout the week. You don't have to go there, which saves a little bit on gas being used, which saves you a little bit of money, which saves the pollution going into the air. Which you know, just I think those kind of things are going to be great. I think a lot of people are going. Why, why was I going to work? Well, and I think some employers, not all, yeah. but there will be some cases, I think, where they're like, why, why are we paying for this overhead? We got everything we needed to do. Yes. Done. Yes. Oh, my God. And then there's going to be people that go, oops, maybe I shouldn't have um, put all my money into having a nice car and a nice house and really just try to save some money. Yeah. And if you were one of those people, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, we're, uh, I think we're okay. You know, but yeah, yeah, I do. And I worry about that. And I've already worried. Forget the pandemic. Now we're going down a whole road that I didn't think we could have. But forget the pandemic. I was already worried about retail jobs going away for people. And like, what do they do next? Oh, learn how to code. What if what if that's not like that's just not in there in the cards for them? Well, then I read that it's um, I already thought it was like a significant number enough to be worried about. But it's like one in four people have a job like that. That, That's a huge when when. But when all that goes you, away, don't, don't, what don't happens? You, don't you think uh, it, this has kind of done that as well? Oh, maybe we do bring jobs back to um, 
where we are. Instead of having everything shipped to us, maybe we have the ability to make something close to us. Yeah. Do we pay a little bit more? Yes, but how do we how do we offset that kind of thing? People make money. That's good. So you can afford more. Because when you think about it, people get things built in China because instead of $8, it's $4, right? Right. Uh, you know, for, I'm just using the money. So, so maybe we get it built in America. It still costs $8. But at the end of the day, most of the time when something costs $4 to get made, they are still charging $17 for it. Right, right, and and they're just make their profit is bigger. It's you yeah. know they, they, it could stay the same, but maybe maybe the company doesn't become a billion dollar company for two years instead of six months. You know, like that kind of thing. I yeah. think I think I think you'll see people look at that go, oh, maybe we do need things uh, built here so we're prepared when things happen, so we don't have to wait for two months while uh, those factories are shut down, and then they have to be placed in quarantine, and then they have to we have to wait for them to be shipped. That kind of thing. We can go down the street and have it be made. So you know, I hope so, and I've heard other people express that sentiment, that hope. So I mean, that would be yeah. I get mad when people say, well, you know, things are going to cost more. No. Somebody's not going to make a profit quicker. That's the way we can keep things at the same price. That's nobody's ever said that. Oh, it's the profit margin that's that that, that really gets smaller. It's not the price of things that go up. The price of things go up when they want to keep the profit margin the same. You know, like uh, we shouldn't you shouldn't need to rape and pillage just to to make uh, an extra five dollars off of something to make. 20 instead of 15 it drives me insane and i'm not i'm not if people are like who's this socialist idiot he's a radical canadian yeah yeah, i'm not i love i love free trade and profit i'm just saying we have to have a little we have to we have to mix empathy with with uh with 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 profit 100 percent. this is the great test of putting compassion before capitalism right now yes compassion compassion and capitalism can work together I in agree. a fantastic way. Oh, yeah. You don't. You don't have to to be capitalist. You don't have to be not not have any empathy. You you know that's your choice. Yeah, that is your choice to be like that. Well, I think that's people, not, there's that's people not like, the way it works. Yeah, no. People confuse greed with capitalism. I think. Yeah, it's you not, can no. be a greedy capitalist, but you could also have humanity and do things because they're the right no. thing to do. Just because you have a billion instead of a trillion <laughs> right. doesn't mean it doesn't mean you were a failure. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw yeah. David Geffen got razzed for uh, social distancing from his giant yacht, which is bigger than my neighborhood. Right. And what, John Mayer wrote a little song making fun of him. Good for him. John Mayer's mad. Well, that, but that, I think that's great. You know, you should be able to get those things, but maybe it takes you ten years instead of five years to get that thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, so you've anyways. got a yacht, don't you, Ian? That's why I do have a yacht, and I'm sitting on it right now, just <laughs> looking at America, watching everybody freak out. Are you an American now? You're you're living in Virginia, I understand. <laughs> no, I live in I live in Long Beach still. Oh, you live I in Long still, Beach. I live in Long Beach. I have a house in yeah, because I love capitalism. I have a house as well in in, in Virginia, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I was about to take the test when all this started happening, so I canceled. I'm not going in with a bunch of immigrants <laughs> <laughs> to take the test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I would think, I, I don't know, is that an essential serve? I mean, it, it would seem to be, it seems essential if you want to be a citizen. But I'm wondering, um, like, is that one no, of the things that they I, shut I, down I, right now? I don't know. I don't. I mine mine isn't until I think September or something like that. But I don't know if that's an essential service. Uh, maybe immigration, but becoming a citizen isn't like essential. Like they, you know, you'll be fine. Nobody's nobody's going anywhere right, right. now. You know, that's another so. thing I've heard that this might change people's idea about is immigration, like for the better. And now I don't know how I'm not smart enough to understand all of the ins and outs of that conversation. But, you know, there's just as things get shut down and people are going to notice but, what they're missing, I guess. But, the point. you know, you know what? Things are we're not going to we're, we're not going to we shouldn't be getting there. Like people are still, you know, we're still everything's being done. Like everything's basically essential. People are working the things that, you know, the the non-essential things like the stores are open. That means the factories are still open, but is there less of certain things that you know come from different places? That's the whatever. And I, I think I think immigration immigration is an interesting thing. If we live in a, a place that almost everybody moved to at some point exactly. in their in their family, so to be against it is to be against yourself. So <laughs> I think there's a my my take on that is that there are people to whom America when I don't even the United States of America because I don't know where <laughs> Canada's in North America. America. Yeah. I always get, I get hung up on language sometimes but um mm -hmm. but the United States of America to some people it's a place it's it's land get off my land and right. to other people it's an idea you know right. and I'm more in the camp of like the idea of America and what it stands for and why people all over the world for generations have wanted to come here it's it's not because of the the grass literally right. being greener. It's because of the idea and the freedom and you know what you could possibly accomplish here if you if you work hard. The shiny light was that I could come here and aim towards what my goal was that I couldn't get in my country of origin. So for me, it was entertainment. For some people, it might be science. For some people, it might be you know, uh, just you know, being a doctor, and I think that's still science. But uh, you know, it, it you go to some place to enhance your life. Nobody moves to a country to go on welfare. Like that's the last thing anybody that is trying to get someplace right, right. does. Like they're trying to better their life, and they know getting someplace to there for their life to be better that means there's opportunity that's what they and that's what america is it's opportunity yeah uh we've all we've and i'm guilty of it and i'm sure you're guilty of it we've all okay. and those people listening we've all gotten to a point where well i might be a little bit better than that i you know i don't want to do that oh so yeah there, so there's people that now come here to take those things that us second and third and fourth generations won't do so we still need first generation. If you really think about it, we need that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be criminals coming? Yeah. Do we need to get rid of the criminals when they come? Yeah. But how do you know somebody's a criminal? You don't. And that's the same way as I know. I don't it's know. It's not exclusive I, I, to yeah. one race either. Yeah. You know? yeah. I had no idea my cousin was a cocaine dealer. Like, you know, things, things you find out. <laughs> and then he hooked you up. <laughs> yeah. Then he hooked me. Then, too, too bad I didn't find out until after he got busted. <laughs> I could have been like Geffen. I could have taken over his business and been on my boat watching all this. Wrap up the conversation with Ian Begg on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Detour, which, uh, by the way, will be episode number 50. Holy cow, 50 episodes? 
That's uh, that's not nothing. That's something. You know, what's cool about that is when you do radio, you have no idea how many shows you've done, really. I mean, you could take a calendar and figure it out, accounting for your vacation and all that stuff. But uh, this is easy. It's right there uh, on the episode description, episode 50 tomorrow. But don't get your hopes up. It's not a big anniversary uh, episode or anything like that. that I think that'd be weird after a couple months, <laughs> two and a half months, something like that. Anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate it as always. Stay healthy, stay well, be kind to others, mask up, and we'll chat with you next episode. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment, and we'll chat with you next time. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, my life.